0: I love having two Karens on the show, by the way. (laughs) World, we're gonna break the internet right now. We have two Karens on the show, both good Karens. And so just strap yourselves in because this is gonna be a very special episode. Welcome to the iFund Women Show, where we are talking to one entrepreneur about one huge problem in her business, and we are gonna help her solve it. I'm your host, Karen Kahn. My team and I founded iFund Women to help female entrepreneurs get access to the capital, the expert coaching, and the lucrative connections all designed to grow our ideas into profitable, sustainable businesses. Let's do this. welcome back today i'm coaching dr karen wilson who is a pediatric neuropsychologist practicing for 17 years and she specializes in the evaluation of kids who have neurodevelopmental challenges she's also the founder of child nexus which is an online marketplace that connects parents of kids with learning differences and neuropsych issues with professionals in their local communities so through the tens of thousands of entrepreneurs that we've coached, we've realized that entrepreneur problems are universal. So the problem we're going to be talking about today, which is how to find a co-founder, mm-hmm. is truly the number one topic that is talked about on iPhone Women for the past four years. It is the thing that can actually make or break a startup success. There is lots of data and research to support the fact that having a co-founder allows you to raise exponentially more startup capital Mm -hmm. and be more successful in your journey. Three co-founders seems to be the magic number. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to work on finding you at least one to start. So listen up, people, because if you are interested in learning about how to find a co-founder, what to think about, how the equity structure works, because you've already started your baby... You've given birth to your baby. It's your idea. And what does that mean to bring on a co-founder, right? right? What does that mean to bring on someone that you're looking for that loves the baby as much as you love the baby, but doesn't necessarily get the equity stake that you get because you literally gave birth to the baby. How about right. that for a metaphor? That of great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we want to hear from you. Yes. So to get started, the people, the audience wants to know a little bit more about you. So we're going to do some lightning round of questions about That's you and it. your business, and then we're going to get into it. Okay.
1: okay. So where is your business located? We are located in Los Angeles, California. All yes.
0: digital or IRL? We are, all dig-
1: we are all digital. The Child Nexus platform is all digital and all the work that we're doing is completely digital online.
0: So you've been practicing with the iPhone Women Method, I know. So uh-huh. just- Give us your 30-second elevator
1: pitch on the business. Okay. So Child Nexus is a digital platform that connects parents who have children who struggle with learning, processing, or social-emotional challenges with professionals who provide those services and can help those students thrive. That's it in a nutshell. That is it in a nutshell. Okay, great. So what's the problem that you're solving? So the problem is, and as you know, there are a number of students who are struggling with learning Difficulties, neurodevelopmental challenges. And it's one in five kids. It's 20% of school age children and adolescents who are struggling with some form of a learning difficulty, reading, writing, math, behavior, attention, or a mental health challenge like anxiety and depression that interferes with their ability to reach their full potential. One and in five kids. One in five kids. Wow. And some of the research even suggests that there's 15% of school age children go unrecognized. So these are kids who are struggling, and parents don't know why, educators might not know why, and so there's a lack of information, oftentimes, and what I'm seeing, and you talked about your son getting early intervention, but I can't tell you how many kids I've seen over the last 17 years who got missed, and got missed in those early stages, and then I see them in fourth grade, and they've been struggling for years without with an unidentified issue that could have been addressed earlier on to help them achieve their full potential. And so I've sat in rooms with hundreds of families. Hundreds of families where they've seen their child struggle, they don't know why and they don't know what to do. And I think that's the problem is that so many parents see the struggle but they don't know what to do about it, where to go to get support and how to identify what the problem is so they know how to address and provide the appropriate support. So What Child Nexus does is it provides that one-stop shop, a place where they can go to get information, and then goes a step further where it connects them with professionals who can actually provide the services, whether that be an evaluation, initial evaluation, occupational therapy, speech and language therapy, or psychotherapy for a child. So it's one place where they can go to get the information because currently that information is spread out over a number of different platforms. So we want to be that one place where they can go to connect and get the information that they need.
0: You're giving me like flashbacks <laughs> slash PTSD. <laughs> Literally, I feel like I should be having a cocktail during this conversation because you just, I mean, as a parent with a child that would fit into this category, I would have given anything to have child nexus available to me 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. We didn't plan this, just Mm -hmm. internet land, just FYI. We truly did not plan this in terms of, this is the first time Karen and I have ever met, to be honest. You've worked with Olivia because you're a member of iPhone Women of Color and have, you know, have crowdfunded with us. You've been participating with Caress and American Express and all their awesome grant programs and educational programs. And Olivia Owens, who's our fearless leader of iPhone Women of Color, has been, you know, your homie throughout the whole thing. And we haven't talked, but- I'm like, just, you know, we're not coaching me, obviously. <laughs> we're not turning this into a Karen Con <laughs> therapy session, but I wish we could, and maybe we'll do it later. Okay. So totally get the problem you're solving. And I get who your target customers are because mm-hmm. I am her, but who would you say your target customers are for the marketplace? So when you think about the marketplace, right, you've got the providers on one side and you've got the parents on the other. Right. So would
1: that, does that sound accurate? It is. It's like a two-faced kind of customer and target base. But in terms of generating revenue, it's the providers who are providing the services. So they're generating the revenue by being on the platform. We're vetting them and then we're connecting them with the parents. They pay a membership fee. And so the membership fee is the revenue that's Ah, generated. Yes. Smart how it works.
0: Yes. Smart, smart, smart. Hey people, before we get into it, give a listen to this quick word from our awesome sponsor.
2: Hey, entrepreneur, have you found product market fit, driven growth, and made an impact with your business even during the pandemic? Sounds like you should apply to be Women Entrepreneur of the Year. Through our inaugural program, one grand prize winner will get, wait for it, a $100,000 equity investment into their business. That's six figures, baby. Head to ifundwomen.com forward slash EOY21 to apply. That's ifundwomen.com forward slash EOY21
1: do you have your pricing worked out we do and you know and we're probably going to talk about this but we're we have some pricing set we have a yearly fee we have a monthly fee that they can pay to be a member on the site and then of course we provide lots of community building on, at the professional level because yeah. what we find and what i've known from private practice and from in from knowing these professionals is that we do better work when we are connecting with each other and collaborating to provide exceptional care. Absolutely. I mean, it's similar to the iPhone women model. I feel
0: like mm-hmm. you're talking about our company as well, where we can provide so much more value to mm-hmm. our members by coaching them and talking to them and building community and having them you know, collaborate with one another, which dovetails beautifully into the problem you want solved right. today,
1: which yes. is... my problem is, is that I'm a solo founder and I know what my zone of genius is, but zone I of need, genius. Wait, I know my zone of dropping. genius. Love that. <laughs> Forget superpower. What is your zone of genius? My zone of genius is that I understand the pain points of these parents, because like I said, I've sat with hundreds of them. And I understand how to identify the struggle that a child is experiencing, and I also know how to connect them with the appropriate resources to help those children thrive. That is my zone of genius. Where I need support and where I need expertise is in the marketing. How do I increase brand awareness for Child Nexus, have more people aware that this exists so that it can scale and grow?
0: Understood. So increasing brand awareness, increasing revenue, driving growth.
1: Absolutely. So you need
0: a sales and marketing guru. I
1: do. That's what I need. A couple more questions.
0: Where is Child Nexus sort of in the startup life cycle? Are you an infant? Are you a toddler? Just <laughs> okay. give me a little bit of where you are.
1: So how I like to describe it is that we were an infant born in the pandemic <laughs> and now we are <laughs> transitioning to toddlerhood. Baby. Pandemic Got baby it. transitioning to toddlerhood. Although it was kind of it was conceptualized well before the pandemic. And it kind of sat there for a while because I was busy doing other things. But then 2020, I was ready to kind of jump in full time. And then, of course, we know what happened in 2020. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> two months, yes. two months in.
0: Right. Yes, but yeah. I mean, you know, credit to Olivia, who oh who said to you, "Listen, now's the time."
1: She did. Now's she did. the time.
0: We're all grateful to Olivia. She's she's actually Absolutely. really through the pandemic has. Inspired many companies who were going to put their stuff on hold to press the gas, and it's worked. She absolutely did. We're giving, we're dedicating this episode of the The iPhone Women's Show is dedicated to (laughs) Miss Olivia
1: Owens. All right, so you are a toddler. Are you uh, pre-revenue or post-revenue? We are just post-revenue. We are now generating revenue, so we're no longer. And it's hard to answer that question because we were pre-revenue a year ago. And now we are starting to generate revenue, but it's, it's slow, right? Because yeah. we're just starting out. Yep. And how are you getting the word out there now? Right now it's through word of mouth, through word of mouth, through the professionals that have joined our network, connecting with them. And then we launched a podcast in November Yay! to support families, to again, increase our mission of providing more information to families, particularly now as, they, as kids were transitioning to distance learning and parents were seeing their kids struggle and were trying to figure out what is this. And what do yep. I do? And so through the podcast, and then through word of mouth, that's how we're trying to get the word out right now.
0: Got it. So you're doing a ton of content marketing. Yes. And are
1: you good at that? I, I think we are in terms of the providing the content. Absolutely. But in terms of getting in for people to know that this content is here, and that we're going to, and it's available. That's the hard part. You are creating the product and the product
0: encompasses, you know, obviously the technology platform where you're connecting the families and the providers, but also the product is the content and the community. So that's where you really shine. Yes. And what you need to get out there is, is all the content, which is not easy. Sales and marketing is extraordinarily challenging mm-hmm. in this day and age because you have to be sort of part techie and part writer, graphic designer, You have to sort of be all the things in one person as someone who can do this. And I'm saying this from experience, because when I think about my two co-founders, and so we're going to now talk about the idea of how to find a co-founder. So now I really kind of understand what you want. One last qualifying bit is, Mm -hmm. if you could close your eyes and wish upon a star, Dr. Karen. (laughs) <laughs> who would the, who would this person be? Where would they be located? Would they be a parent with a kid with an IEP? Does that not matter? Tell me about this magical person.
1: Absolutely. So I would say, wave my magic wand. It would be someone who strongly believes in our mission, who understands the parent's pain points. Maybe it's because they've experienced them themselves or they've seen it. So they have to believe in the mission in order to sell it. But then they have to have the expertise in marketing and the experience in growing a startup to help us, again, increase brand awareness, create the vision we want for the people who come on our platform and complete our mission in a powerful way.
0: Let's talk about finding a co-founder. What's interesting about this is, and what's interesting about pretty much everything we do at Women is we are our own customers, Mm -hmm. truly, just like a step or two ahead. We've Mm -hmm. made the rookie mistakes and we've passed on those learnings to everybody else so they don't make them. Sarah Summers and Kate Anderson are my two Mm co-founders. And we worked together at another startup that I had started and hired them as my first two employees. And that startup failed miserably. They very quickly became like my ride or dies. So they went from, I hired these two women to do these jobs to like, it's the three of us. Like we were really acting as like, Co-founders for two years we slogged it out and we couldn't raise capital because women. Um, and we, you know, had a pro we did a lot of things wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of this. But the point is, is that when we decided to pivot and actually sunset, we pivoted to start iPhone women because we were experiencing this problem, right? Mm-hmm. Here were three privileged white founders who could not raise capital. From New York City, had every connection in the world. I grew up at Google and YouTube. We had all the privileges that you could ever think. And we couldn't raise capital to save our lives Mm because 2% of VC goes to women, right? And even less back then. And so, as you know, VC is the thing that everybody strives for, which is another conversation which people shouldn't necessarily strive for. That's not a marker of a great business. A marker of a great business is funding from customers and revenue. Again, not what we're talking about. But the point of the story is that Kate and Sarah and I were dating mm-hmm. for two years before we got married. Ooh. And that's the first point I want to make about finding a co-founder. Mm. So finding a co-founder isn't something you can just go out and do. It takes time to find your person. Mm-hmm. and you may go through a couple people before you find your person. And I would highly recommend, dating before you get married. So again, I got to work with Sarah and Kate for two years and it was rough. Mm. We were not doing well. The three of us worked extraordinarily well together. We're com- polar opposites. Of the three of us, Sarah's the creative brain, Kate's the operational brain. And I'm like the ideas lady and the monetization guru, but the business was a shitty business and it failed. Right. And we couldn't raise capital, but we were together through the worst of times mm. and we worked well together through the worst of times and we loved each other through the worst of times and we could laugh when things were, I mean, that's the thing. We, we often talk, Kate and Sarah and I, about why we love being co-founders with each mm. other so much and why it's worked for this long. Now at this point, it's almost going on seven years that we're together. Mm. It's really because we got to date for two years. We were sure that we wanted to slip put a ring on it. My first piece of advice to you is that, right? You've got a date. So how do you date? You have to put it out there in the in mm-hmm. the ether. I, truly, you have to just start talking to people about what you want. Because I guarantee you, with the network you have, Dr. Karen, mm-hmm. you will have people coming at you. What about this person? What about and you're in LA? You're in yeah. an you are in digital marketing heaven, actually. Uh, So you're in a phenomenal location, even though you're a, you're a marketplace and you're Mm -hmm. location agnostic in terms of the families that you support and the, and the providers that you support. But it's really nice to have a co-founder you can be in the office with, yes, right? Or you can, you know, meet for coffee, whatever it is, be IRL with, because it's just your business will grow faster, quicker, better, higher, all the things, right? Right. Yes. So what you're going to want to do is make just like four or five bullet points of this perfect person, a parent. Maybe mm-hmm. you want a Gen Xer parent, or maybe you want a millennial parent. You know, we were talking before when we were chit ch- chatting in the green room about our ages. You're 51, I'm 47. We don't care. We look, we're, we're, we're Karens. We're so. <laughs> We age well. <laughs> the Karens are like we're perennials. <laughs> that's what I say. But what we were talking about was that Gen X entrepreneurs are actually the most successful. Why? Because we have larger, more established, wealthier networks. And so, if you put out there, you're just. I am looking for a co-founder. I'm looking for a, and it might. As I'm thinking through this, I think that. A millennial parent is probably the right move because you've got Gen X covered, you've mm-hmm. got the mindset of our group covered, but you don't know the mindset of the millennial parent. It's very different. I don't know it either, like at all. Right. And my millennial parents on my staff tell me constantly, like I'm a dork, like they're like they don't they don't operate like I do at all in any way, shape, or form with their parenting. And it's there's it's not one's not better or worse. It's just so different.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I would suggest that you would want a millennial parent. Um, who obviously has a child with differences, who has walked in the same path as your customers, right? The end, mm-hmm. you, you know, you've got two sets of customers, right? Okay. The ones that are generating the revenue, but then you've also got the families, like you. both sides of the marketplace, yes. both the supply and the demand side have to be fully fulfilled yes. with the product that you're providing them which is the community the services and the connections to the providers right yes everyone has to be happy and it starts with having the parents get a great experience cuz they're they're traumatized they are they're they traumatized are. they are so you want I, I mean i hate to say it you kind of want someone that understands that feeling mm-hmm. because you need someone that can talk to them through words copywriting through social posts through let's say you're doing a podcast and you do an hour-long podcast Mm -hmm. but there are some gems in there that parents really really would take to that you want to pull out like you need this person to be able to like oh that is a gem that's a gem and be able to package that up put it on the gram put it on twitter because you know put it in your social poster and be able to drive revenue Mm-hmm. and sales and membership and all these different metrics, you know, you're know, you a baby marketplace and you're going to find so many more ways to want monetize beyond your membership of your right. providers. So in thinking long-term and thinking about the monetization long-term, very much like I Fund women, we started with just crowdfunding. That was how we monetized. Then we realized that people didn't know how to crowdfund, so we started coaching them. That was the second product that we monetized. Then we realized people were needed money, more money than the crowdfunding, so we launched an enterprise brokered grants product into the marketplace. So you want to think strategically and long-term about the potential products and services that you can sell through the marketplace. And you need somebody with that kind of a brain.
1: I absolutely do. I completely right? agree with you. I completely agree. And I think one of the challenges is that I'm I'm very familiar with my network. So that network of professionals, I, I'm familiar with them. I know who to go to for any kind of struggle a child is experiencing, but it's the con- connection to the marketing person, which is outside of, you know, the professionals that I would normally be aligning myself with and connecting with. So it's finding that person. But like you said, I think putting it out there and letting people know what it is that I need. And I know that you you're on clubhouse. So maybe yes. that's one of the places where we can go. Cause I've sat in on some rooms that where you've been in and again, putting it out there and yes, and seeing what works. Totally. So you want to put it out there. So you want to make your list. So you're
0: looking for a a millennial parent with a child who has, you know, who has neuro issues, who as an IEP either has struggled or understands how it is to find the right therapists and the right practitioners, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You want someone in LA, by the way, go with that. Okay. You are in a place where these people are abundant. Oh my gosh. Okay. So many of my mom friends with kids with IEPs were in LA. Mm. I was, you know, I was in these like chat rooms and groups, like the, these crappy old websites years ago, <laughs> finding anyone to relate to, seriously. And there was right. tons. I was in New York, which was great. New York, Chicago, LA, you know, the big metro cities where there's a lot of practitioners and a lot of parents. <laughs> okay, so we've got our hit list. So you've got the parent that is also your customer, knows the journey is a millennial, and who has experience Mm -hmm. growing a marketplace. That's it. So this is important because growing a direct-to-consumer brand, a D2C brand, is somewhat different. There's nuances with with different types of tech products, right? So Mm -hmm. you've got D2C products, which are like Billy's Razors or Carbon 38, where you're selling direct-to-consumer. I'm very targeted on Instagram constantly by all of these brands. There's some marketer who's behind a keyboard, you know, mm-hmm. retargeting me through Google AdWords and Facebook ads. And frankly, they work, period, end of story. So you want somebody who knows ad tech, advertising technology. I know you know what that is, yes. but yes. for all the the all the people, we don't see the people right now. We just see each other. So it's like <laughs> sometimes I forget. I'm like, we're on air. But yeah, so for the audience, ad tech is advertising technology. And Now, when you're marketing and selling on the internet, which everybody is, whether Mm -hmm. it's through content marketing or through direct sales or whatever it is, you need somebody that knows ad tech, so that knows how to set up the pixels on your site correctly to track your ad spend. You want to make sure you're having a positive ROI. You want to have a proper sales funnel built out. So these are all the attributes that you are looking for in a co-founder with experience absolutely. you with me i'm with you completely with you is this resonating is this, it is is this absolutely resonating? resonating and now a word from our sponsor
2: did you know that through iFun women's first ever entrepreneur of the year program we're investing one hundred thousand dollars into one deserving woman entrepreneur's business In addition, hundreds of thousands of dollars in monetary grants and coaching scholarships will be awarded to category honorees and runners up. What are you waiting for? Apply today at ifunwomen.com forward slash EOY21. That's ifunwomen.com forward slash EOY21.
0: So how do we find this person? Okay, so we talked (laughs) about we're dating before we get married.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. The whole idea of dating before you get married, you want to set expectations from the go. I am looking for a co-founder who is a marketing and monetization guru for marketplaces. Here are my criteria. Put it out there. Start literally telling everybody you know. Just it doesn't matter who because you never know. So don't just tell it to, you know, the therapists and the practitioners that, you know, at at UCLA, you're going to tell your friends, your, you know, your husband's colleagues, whomever, you know, in casual conversation, you're just going to get the word out there because once you kind of put it out there in the world, all of a sudden people are just going to start to come. It's, that's really what happens. They're not all going to be great, but they're going to start to come. And then you're going to start to have conversations about what you're looking for. and so transparency and managing expectations up front is critical. So saying, I'm looking for a co-founder long-term, this business is going to change the world in that it's going to solve this problem for the tens of millions of families who are struggling with kids Mm -hmm. with IEPs or neuro issues. We are solving this problem. We are the ones to bet on. We have the expertise, we have the technology, it's happening. So I'm being very precious about who I bring on as my legit co-founder. And the way I'm doing that is we're gonna do a one-year courtship. And that's gonna mean that you're gonna have to pay this person, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Which which is okay. It's okay because whether you have to raise capital to pay the person, get your PPP loan, you get what you pay for, period. And unless you find this unicorn who is all these things, but is like hella rich and is just so into the mission, and so wants to be your co-founder, that they're willing to work for free for a year, that's, I mean, very unlikely. So, you know, God bless you if you find that person, but putting that aside, because that's really a a dream, you're going to want to compensate this person
1: Mm -hmm. fairly
0: for their work, because you're going to want to bring out the best in them. And salespeople, marketers and salespeople are motivated by what? Percentage of sales. Money, money, Commission. <laughs> yes. money. Yep. They're motivated by money. So it's okay to just pay a salary or you could do a percentage of sales. You know, we found when we've brought on coaches who also are selling our coaching product, that we found that we have more dedicated coaches and people that can really get in the weeds with our entrepreneurs. When we pay them a really good salary, that they're happy with. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're less motivated to sell, but they have the customer in mind even more Mm -hmm. as they're doing it. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. Okay. So you got to pay the person. You want to date for at least a year because getting divorced is very difficult. So now let's just go into the structure of the company. What type of company are you, Karen? Are you an LLC or a corporation or a Um, corporation? Okay. In In any structure, you need to be careful. And have you raised any VC at all?
1: No. We're um, really, we're really early, an early stage. We just completed the crowdfunding in 2020. We got the grants in 2020. And so we're now we're we're kind of entering that phase where we're seeking angel investors. But great. I really wanted to look at the the co-founder issue. Yeah,
0: well. yeah. Absolutely. And and by the way, if you can get a co-founder on board, and it doesn't have to be a year, you could know after six months. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really could, you know, I, it's just. You wanna really be sure because getting a divorce and unwinding a bad relationship is a nightmare. It's it's a nightmare. You just don't want to have to go through it and, and you're not going to. You are, you have an EQ that is off the charts. And so I know this won't happen to you, but it's not always easy to tell when someone's super authentic, really just time tells and the work speaks for itself. So the equity structure is something that you are going to have to think about when you bring on a Mm co-founder. This is your baby, that you have built it. It's alive. You have revenue. It's not like this is like an idea in your head and you need someone to build your thing and bring it to life. You have done this
1: Mm -hmm.
0: on your own. You have crowdfunded, which as you know, is hard, right? It (laughs) is. It's hard, it's hard, but you did that. So this is a really phenomenal opportunity for someone to come in And so in terms of your equity structure, and you're going to raise venture capital. So when you think about your cap table, in terms of the equity structure, this person probably doesn't deserve 50%. They don't deserve 40%. Mm -hmm. They actually shouldn't get 30 or 20. Okay. I know everyone's- So that's important to know. That's really important to know. (laughs) Everyone's clutching the pearls. Because when you think about it, it's who is- who has taken the risk, who's put in the money, right? Right. Whether it's your time, you know, you you quit your day job for this. So you've put in the money, you've been bootstrapping, you've been raising the capital, you've been putting in your own money. So you own the company. For someone to come in and be a co-founder, they should absolutely have a nice chunk of equity. But maybe, maybe it's at the most two to 5% depending depending on how valuable this person is. Okay. And that's why you want to date for mm-hmm. as long as humanly possible before you get married. Because if you let's just say you got married, you know, after two weeks you're like, "Oh my god, I found this person. Her name's Karen. She's it's me. Like let's just say it's me. I found her. She's amazing. She's in New York. She can blah 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 blah. blah. She's she has 10% of the company. It's going to be dope. It's going to be great. We're going to blow the whole IEP world up. It's going to be awesome." And then I fall off the face of the earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You have just given me 10% of your company. Right. Not yep. No bueno. So you want to take it low and slow, as they say. And the equity structure will work itself out once you know you found the right person. But you have to think ahead because when you raise your first round of capital, it is customary in it. Let's call it a, an angel or a seed round, right? If you raise, you know, a couple million bucks. Which you should. I mean, frankly, you've got product market fit. You've got revenue. You're growing and you're doing it on your own. You're growing organically. So Mm -hmm. you've got really the makings of a VC backable business. Marketplaces are hot right now. Healthcare, mental health, off the charts hot. So Mm -hmm. you're in actually a place. I don't say this often to women entrepreneurs because we're a no BS a company with no BS coaching. And I'm not, I don't tell everybody like you should actually raise VC, but you really should actually raise venture capital. Not a ton of it because you don't want to, at the end of the day, exit or IPO and have all the uh, VCs get all the money and you end up with such a small percentage of your company. But when you're going to be a venture backable business, and I'll just tell you what we did. We sold, we did one round, we did a seed round and we sold 10% of our company.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I've been very precious about our cap table because at the end of the day, I want our employees to get rich yes. from whatever event we have, whether it's an exit or an IPO. Mm-hmm. It all just goes back to cap table management. And when you're going and finding a co-founder, it's a critical place for you to be very thoughtful about the future of the business. And I would also add that only a founder, a seasoned founder who's been there, done that will really know this. hmm And so it may be difficult for you to have these conversations with somebody that you bring in who may not have been a founder before, but maybe was like a badass marketer at some awesome brand, some great marketplace product or a great D2C product that like they blew it up. They growth hacked the heck out of it. And, you know, that's you want a baller, you know, digital sales and marketing person who is going to grow you, you know, programmatically through technology very fast. And so that person will likely not have been a founder before mm-hmm. and will likely come in expecting 40 or 50% of the business. So you just need to be prepared to have the hard conversation, Okay, which is why dating is important.
1: This is so helpful because it again, it outlines really acknowledging what it is that I need and then yep. how to go about getting that person and really being clear on who that person is and what they look like. And, and then also thinking about equity structure early on in terms of what that looks like. And the dating period is, is, is key.
0: The dating period is key. Okay. So now how do we find this person? So there's lots of ways. So you're going to put it out there in the ether. I am Seriously post on LinkedIn, post mm-hmm. on Facebook, post on Instagram. No joke. I am looking for a co-founder. Here are the qualifications. If you are qualified set up a type form or a Google form mm-hmm. or a little link and have people apply, just like for a job application. Right. Literally, you're gonna get thousands of applications. <laughs> it's gonna blow your mind. Right. This is what we do to fill our positions across the company. Literally. Right. So to wrap up, genuinely and really I want feedback like was did this provide right. clarity? Was this helpful? Do you feel like you're walking away with tangible steps? Tell me how you're feeling.
1: I absolutely do. I feel I feel optimistic, and I feel actually energized that about this next step because I know that I'm in this transition period, and I know that I really need someone else on board to help us in this next step. And now I am I have much more clarity in terms of what I need to do now to make that happen.
0: Amazing, yeah. amazing. Well, Dr. Karen Wilson from one IEP mom with a beautiful 17 year old man child um, <laughs> who has benefited from the early intervention and all the things that you are providing to families I really just want to say thank you from mm-hmm. you know mom to doctor mm-hmm. thank you for what you're doing it is so incredibly important even more important now that these kids are isolated yes I'm honored that you would come on and kind of be a guinea pig on our little beta show. <laughs> If you meet Dr. Karen's criteria, Dr. Karen,
1: where should we send them? Should they slide into your DMs on Instagram? They can't. Um, I'm at Dr. Karen I. Wilson on Instagram. And I'm also Dr. Karen I. Wilson in Clubhouse. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Entrepreneurs,
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the iPhone Women Show.
1: If you loved what
0: you heard and you learned stuff, please go and give us a five-star review. That's right. Five stars. Do it do it, do it. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and share it with everyone, you know, or at least share it with the entrepreneurs in your life. And you do have our permission to share it with dudes. We are an equal access funding platform. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, concerns, thoughts, feelings, whatever, follow at iFundWomen on all the socials. We would love to hear from you. Slide into our DMs and we will totally get back to you.